Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks Oh, good afternoon. I was, getting, I was getting a breaking news. I was getting a breaking news story on a baseball retirement. So we'll hit that when we okay, come. Okay, we will do that when we get to baseball. When we get yeah. to baseball. I welcome into Sports Lounge Live, uh, Perry we, Lester. We are, we are so uh, dynamic here. We just can't even yes. do the show. We're so busy we, getting news stories. Oh, well, yeah, and, and we seem to get it about every week. Either <laughs> I, I get something when we're about to start. But, uh, uh, Chris, we are ready to go. Well, all right. Well, today is February 15th, 2022. I hope people uh, had a nice Valentine's Day and got through the Super Bowl and had enjoyed that. Another good game, like I said on our uh, show that I was on uh, with uh, Perry, uh, Bill and Perry and friends uh, yesterday, we had so many bad Super Bowls for about 34 years. In the last 22, they've almost all been good ones. And again, we 182, right, Chris? Huh? Show 182? It is. Robert, okay. you are correct. 182 right. is correct. Okay. And so anyway, so the panel, uh, we're going to do that first, of course. Then the NFL, we'll talk about the Super Bowl and other news and notes from the league. We'll do baseball, uh, where the retirement will be uh, mentioned. We'll do college basketball, NBA, and NHL. So for my and panel, first, things going to be... We want them to stay yep. around for the baseball stuff because we're going to hit a few of what the owners and the players actually disagree on and maybe we yes. can help you understand it just a little bit better than you might you right. know so if, you, if you're really interested in that stay around and listen for that yeah so my panel is going to be a little unique this this time we're going to be talking about the bruins and the celtics anyway as we go along because we always do when we get get there and and all that but i want to talk about a couple of things that uh, really have not they're not local but they're they're certainly media related the first thing is dick vital is here at mass general hospital and he had his throat surgery. So, you know, hopefully they will uh, get all that they need to get out there and, and uh, he'll be back uh, on his road to recovery at, at some point. And uh, that'll be good. And the person I want to, first of all, I want to thank uh, Laura from Michigan, our friend Laura, for giving us this uh, heads up on Sunday. I wouldn't have even known about this. We had a great announcer, uh, a great radio person uh, leave us uh, on Saturday night, Frank Beckman. Frank Beckman was born uh, November 3rd, 1949 in West Germany, of all places. And, of course, he died on the 12th of February this year. And when he was two years old, his family came here, and he worked at a couple of smaller stations in Detroit, Keener 1310, which people are familiar with, and I think WDTQ or something like that. Anyway, he came to WJR when he was 23 years old. He was the youngest person to ever go to the WJR news, newsman, news department. 
because WJR, if people don't know about it, is they call themselves and still do the great voice of the Great Lakes, and they are they're like the the flagship station of Detroit. Everybody can get them all over the place. They're a shadow of what they used to be, but you know they they do do have the coverage, and you know being twenty three and getting the work there is pretty cool. So he did that, and he won an award for his Jimmy Hoffa coverage. You know Jimmy Hoffa disappearing in Detroit in nineteen seventy five, and of course Detroit media was involved in that, and he won an award doing that. But he started to do sports also uh, in 1975, and he started being the analyst with the Detroit Lions. When w- They're like here, the, the stations, it depends on what station has the games, who, who the announcers are, to some degree. So from 79 through 82, he was the analyst with the Lions, with Bob Reynolds, who was the uh, play-by-play guy, who then retired, and then he became the voice of the Lions from 83 on. And then he was he replaced Bob Eufer, who's a legendary voice at the University of Michigan football. And he did it from 1981 through 2013. And uh, he did the Tigers from 95 through 03. And apparently he did some Pistons and Red Wings a little bit. So he did all four teams in Detroit at one time or another, at least one game, run one Red Wings game and a couple of Pistons games. It wasn't known for those teams, but did do them. So one of those rare four team announcers that you don't hear much about. And then uh, he started the first, they said in Wikipedia or on WJR yesterday, when I listened to them, that it was the first sports talk show in Detroit sports rap. It was called and it ran from 1981 through 04. That's pretty late for them to start. We yeah. Had, I'm sure they had another one. I bet they had something, but you know how people say these things. And maybe then the first one on WJR, maybe that was it. And then he took over after his uh, time. When that ended, they made him a regular talk show host, and he was a conservative talk show uh, host from 2004 until his retirement, March 26th of this year, or 21, I should say. And he died of uh, strokes resulting in vascular dementia. So, and we're going to have a thing about him on All Things Radio. Bill has got some highlights of him, some play-by-play. He was an excellent announcer. He's a great play-by-play guy. And, uh, you know, uh, Jim Brandstetter, who just retired as a Michigan uh, play-by-play guy, worked with him as a color man on, I think, Michigan and the Lions. And then, of course, uh, you know, he he was not involved with the Lions when they left WJR. But just one of these guys who you don't see anymore who could do sports, who could do news, who could do, uh, you know, a talk show. And you're not allowed anymore, maybe unless you're at a small one or two, three-person station, you don't get to do that. But this was a big station, and you got to do that, and that's a vanishing breed. That's for sure. So that's my panel. And we now have our host to be named later, Rick Swan. Hello. Um, Weather in this area is typical New England. We had 60 on Saturday. We had 80 inches of snow on Sunday. And we're going to be 60 again on Thursday. With a huge rainstorm Uh, after that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Super Bowl, it was was a very good game. I wouldn't say it was a great game. There was something about it that, it, to me, it just didn't measure up to the last six playoff games of that. No. It was a very good game. But I mean, when you figure they've had seven playoff games in a row with six of them decided by a field goal and the only one that wasn't was one in overtime, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't thrilled with NBC's pre- uh, presentation. I, I'm, that They didn't seem to show many replays or not as many as you usually get, especially like on that that last, just before the fourth and one that end, pretty much ended the game there, on the third down play, I thought the running back was pretty close to a first down, but they never looked at the replay and seen if they should cha- you know, if it should be, well, it could yeah. be challenged. But see if they should take another look at it or not. And there was a few replays they didn't show as much as they usually do. A um, couple yeah. of terrible calls by the referees, but there was one on each side, so it, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, 
it, and it, it, financially, it was very good for me. These, there's these little squares that came through oh. for me that were very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention, something that I don't know if people realize that it looks like Bill Belichick is doing. He makes, it, it, nobody knows for sure, but it's reported he makes somewhere in the 40-odd million dollars for coaching the Patriots. But that's because he pays all the assistant coaches out of his pay. So whatever's left after he pays them, that's what he makes. And he's got this thing going where his his coaching tree, they leave him like Patricia and Joe Judge, and they stink. And I, I hope this doesn't mean a whole lot to you, Robert, with, <laughs> with your coach this year. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm worried about that, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, but you know his his coaches stink, and then they end up coming back, and they're still on the contract to the teams that they went to. So they, except for I think the minimum salary, they're getting paid by the other teams, and this leaves all the mo- more money in the coffer for Bill Belichick. So that's working out well for him. Um, mm-hmm. So turning it over to the guy that makes the big money on our panel, Perry. <laughs> you, you mean that that zero dollars, Rick, and zero cents? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some people say that I have zero cents, but <laughs> um, but yeah, we lots going on here. It is beautiful today. The we have the windows open today. It's warm enough. We're in the fifties, so <clears throat> getting rid of le- any leftover snow. I think don't think anybody's unhappy about that. But uh, state wrestling starts tomorrow. The uh, team duels are tomorrow. Uh, they start at nine o'clock here at, in uh, Des Moines, and then the individual wrestling tournament starts on Thursday, and we had some history this year. Um, it's always tough to be perfect, but Waverly Shellrock, which is a team in Class 3A, which is our big schools in the wrestling world, um, qualified 14 wrestlers to the state tournament. That is 14 out of 14. That has never been done before. So you would think they would be very highly favored to win the, the team title in the individual yeah. tournament. A little school named Don Bosco of Gilbertville, which is east of Waterloo, Iowa, they qualified 13 and one ace. You would think they might be favored too, but uh, that's why you wrestle it out and, and all that. And, uh, the basketball is going pretty good here. Iowa State is, they've kind of hit the skids, but um, I, yeah. I think people thought this would happen at the beginning of the year, but it sounds like what's happened is the player they have so few players that the players have just tired out is what's happened but uh, Iowa and Northern Iowa are both in if you believe Joe Lenardi's bracket we'll see if that holds once we get into March but uh, getting to a busy time of year and let's hope let's hope within the next week or two this baseball thing works out and we don't have a delay to the season because that would be an out and out disaster but uh, Bill I think every week if I don't have some breaking news, you have some breaking news. And unfortunately, this week, I had the breaking news right when I was supposed to talk. But let's see if Bill has any breaking news when he's supposed to talk. Well, it could happen, except I blocked my for just a few minutes while I was talking. But um, let's see. What do we have going on? We have Indiana University basketball. They're going kind of the other way. They're in a little bit of a slump right now. A little few suspensions last week, maybe five of them. But uh, maybe that's behind them. We'll see what happens tonight with uh, the University of Wisconsin. The game is in Bloomington. So maybe should be a good game. it should be a good yeah. game. We've got the Indiana Pacers who had a couple, three big trades last week and the new point guard from 
Sacramento is doing pretty well, along with a, another guy they got from, what's his name, Smith J. Uh, J. I. But anyway, he was a first. Yeah, he was a first round draft choice a couple of years ago, and it just didn't work out there. But he seems to be playing. Of course, anybody could make the Pacers look good. I think <laughs> the other thing we've got going on is uh, Chris Morton's reported the fact that pretty much. Um, Pence, you know, uh, Wentz, Carson Wentz is done here. The, the owner just doesn't care if they have to pay the bonus. So we'll see. Probably is if you get rid of him, what do you got? So I don't know, yeah. but someone has really got it in. So we'll see what happens there. But other than that, uh, just keeping busy with radio stations and commercials and not commercials and music and all of that good kind of stuff and getting things ready for all things radio. So, And then we had to do those uh, captures last night, Bill. We were having fun with that. We were having fun with captures, but hey, we kept our patience and, oh, we did. and kept working at it. And we'll talk a little bit about that on the Coffee Club. And um, I know you. I'm just going to give you a hint on your breaking story. I bet you go to Washington. I bet we do. I bet you you do. Put on your thinking caps, folks. Who might be retiring for the Nationals? And all I'm going to say is 16 years, and that's all I'm going to give you, and turn it over to Robert. Robert's always has a lot of news. Thank you, Bill. The weather is beautiful here, although we need water, so I wish it wasn't beautiful. Um, And I'll throw a couple of these things out here, even though I don't think people are going to care, but I'll throw them out anyway. Uh, In tennis, Djokovic is going for the no vaccine routine after we reported that that because of Nadal winning the Australian Open that he decided to get it well. It's all about making us look bad, Robert. You realize that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We don't need uh, it, though. As as far as Djokovic is concerned, uh, take whatever you hear with a grain of salt because he seems to waffle more than the wind blows. Um, And uh, for those that like to hear things on the radio, there is a British station that's going to be covering live boxing. If you have a Google device or a Lady A, you just tell your device to play Talk Sport from TuneIn. At 2.30 on Saturday afternoon Eastern Time, they're going to have uh, live boxing on the radio. Good. And it'll feature wow. uh, it'll feature Amir Khan and Cal Brook. These guys are, I've, in my opinion, they're well past their prime. This is the British version of Pacquiao Mayweather that should have happened like five years ago. Uh, but there's going to, and this station will cover live fights on Saturdays if British fighters are involved and they have they have certain standards you, you go by either you have to be former champions like these guys or you'll have to be competing for a title or defending your title but uh because the British boxing scene is so populated with top notch talent who either have titles or are going to be getting title shots you're going to have a lot of Saturday afternoons 
where you're going to be able to hear live boxing on the radio. So if you're interested in that, right. that's the station you would listen to. And for the U.S., uh, you know, the next couple of weeks, ESPN, ESPN Plus is going to be covering these fights. Um, and like I said, there's going to be a lot of fights. Like when Tyson Fury fights uh, Dillian White in April, that will be covered. If you don't want to pay for pay-per-view, that will be covered on the radio if you want to hear it. So That'll um, take you back okay. to like what it was like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, come to find out, uh, my boxing people told me about this because we get a lot of UK listeners. And come to find out there's a lot of uh, visually impaired people in the UK that love boxing. And so this radio station, there's two of them, Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. They cover soccer, cricket, rugby. But apparently there's a lot of blind people in the U.K. that love boxing. So they've been carrying fights for a number of years. And luckily with our Google and Lady A devices, you can get these stations. So for those of you that are blind, uh, as long as you can keep up with the current boxing schedule, you might get some stuff on the radio on Saturday afternoons. So okay. there you go. Sean, what do you got? Well, a couple things. First of all, college baseball starts this weekend, so if you really need a baseball fix, got college baseball going, you know, opening up this weekend. Also for you NASCAR people, Daytona. Daytona gets going Sunday, uh, the Super Bowl of racing, uh, you know, hey, it's we'll have we'll be talking about that I'm sure uh, next Tuesday. Also Few things from well, from the from the Super Bowl, we had the highest number of people who have ever bet on the Super Bowl this year because you know you can bet on it in thirty states now. Also, Mattress Mac, we talked about his four and a half million dollars. Oh yeah, he went and bet another five million. So <laughs> and lost. He lost nine and a half million. Yeah. he lost nine and a half million. So those people. Had to pay for their furniture. <laughs> and also, if you had squares, Rick mentioned his squares. I'll give you the numbers. I'm sure you've already picked up your money if you know what your squares. But the first quarter was seven and three. Second quarter was three and zero. Then it was zero and six for the third quarter. And three and zero for the fourth. So if you had a three zero, you won twice. I did. And, Rick, and the funny thing, I got to tell you this story. Rick misread the numbers or whatever he had gotten from his brother because I had some squares uh, from Rick's brother. And so he, he, I thought the Rams had to have eight for me to do anything. And, you know, no, it was, it was Cincinnati. And we do it by team. So it was Cincinnati zero and the Rams uh, three. So I won uh, two of them. So I, I ended up with a bunch of money out of it. And I didn't know until yesterday because uh, yeah. I didn't know what the numbers were. Yeah. And, of course, also the ratings came in on the Super Bowl. 112 million people watched. And surprisingly, NBC owns Telemundo, which is their Spanish over-the-air network. They bought them about 30 years ago. They Two million people watched on Telemundo. So I don't know how many people streamed on Peacock, but that was 110 million on NBC, 2 million on uh, Telemundo. Uh, so anyway, if you want and, to... And Westwood, us, one, and Westwood One, of course, gets millions of listeners. You know, they, yeah, they but, and last year, it went up from last year... Last year had 98 million uh, viewers, so it went up, went up 14 million from last year. But speaking of our listeners, if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, and you have something to say, and you you know you don't want to wait till next Tuesday or something, or if you're listening on the podcast, seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five. 
Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595, option number two. So uh, check all those out. So let's go ahead and get on. We're still, wait, we're still waiting, We're still waiting. by the way, for that first uh, call on that 800 line. Yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> and, and, of course, you know, go over to 712-432-3642. Board 13 <clears throat> is the place to go because – the NHL schedules that we didn't have, you, you know, and all the changes, NBA schedules, they are there. And then Board 9, breaking sports news throughout the week. So now, and and also remember, Chris said All Things Radio will have that audio. Remember, that is at 6.30 Eastern on Thursdays, or you can download the podcast for most of you know that. But just in case there's a sports science person who doesn't listen to All Things Radio. That How could there be? How could there be? I know. Okay. I know. So anyway. All right. Well, the Super Bowl. It was a it was a good game, as I said. Um, you know, both teams came back in the game. The Rams broke out on top. They were ahead thirteen to three, and then the Bengals made it thirteen to ten, close to halftime, and came out quickly with ten quick points at the beginning of the the second half. And I guess there was a bad call on the touchdown because it was oh, an offensive pass interference. Yeah. But anyway, so that that gave the Bengals the lead at twenty to thirteen. Then the Rams got a field goal, and then it's twenty sixteen, and it stayed that way till right till the end till Cooper Cup. Who else caught a touchdown pass with 125 to go, and they took the lead 23-20. And but I, the Bengals, they, they were talking about it yesterday on I think it was pretty much more an EEI maybe than than Sports Hub, the part I happened to hear. They were talking about how can you end up with a timeout in your pocket? They let they wasted about 25 seconds. The Bengals did, you know, with with they because they looked it up between in the plays in that drive when they got the ball back when they were down 23-20 because they had I think all the uh, they had two timeouts anyway. And they ended up leaving one, which they didn't use. What happens at the end of the Super Bowl? Why is it at the end of the – you notice the – once again, the it's, Belichick's even done it. When you've lost the Super Bowl, doesn't, nobody takes that last time out. It's like, well, whatever, we lost. We can't. Yeah, and, get, yeah. we, we can't. There won't be a fumble. We can't uh, yeah. do anything. Well, we like want to that. try to get out of there before all the confetti stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it's confetti. But so yeah. no, I, and and unfortunately, Burrow got hurt because they probably would have done a quarterback sneak on that fourth down play, and uh, you know been able to set themselves up. And of course, McPherson's a long range field goal kicker. So if they could have gotten down to maybe the forty, even the forty five yard line, he might have hit that and tied the game. And uh, I wanted an over, you know, I wanted the Bengals to win anyway, but I wanted an overtime. But it's they really did uh, have bad clock management where they lost lost a lot of time. But it was a good game, you know. Went back and forth, um, and there was a story. This was before champ- during Championship Week on the show that I listened to on in the mornings on uh, FAN on Sunday mornings. David Deal and Mark Malusis do it. And David Deal said he knew people who were saying, and of course everybody knows people who say things, that if McVeigh won the Super Bowl, he might step back for a couple of years. Now he's we'll talking about yeah. considering it, yeah. He's, yeah. he's considering going into it. broadcasting. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see now, what now happens. Now we've heard they said after the game, though, he put out a statement saying he was committed to the Rams and, and he was he was fine. Okay, yeah. well we'll see. Yeah. Uh, one, one. Uh, well, you know, OBJ is a strange player, but he did hurt his knee and he blew it out, and he's going to is out with an, an ACL. He's going to be out for eight to eight, six to eight months or nine months or whatever. He'll, he won't be able to come back sometime in the middle of next year. But and he's a free agent, so yeah. somebody if they want him is going to have to take a leap of faith, and you know, somebody who can just store store him on the sidelines. So yeah, we don't know how. Second time he's go. done that same knee. So. Yeah, and. Uh, Cup, uh, Cooper Cup was the MVP, and of course uh, he had uh, 99 yards and two touchdowns. Stafford threw three touchdowns. 
uh, and a couple of interceptions too, but one, one of them, I guess, was, uh, you know, uh, deflected. 33 catches for Cooper Cup in the playoffs, and I think that's a, a record for catches in, a, in the playoffs uh, season. And, of course, he already won the uh, Triple Crown and was the Offensive Player of the Week but a year. We'll get to that when we, uh, you know, get to the um, – you know, to our news and notes. Andrew, but then, which- remember, Rick, when you talk about uh, Cooper Cup, th- we said this yesterday. If you're a, especially in football, if you're a good player, they will find you. Cooper Cup is from yeah. Eastern Washington. That is an <laughs> FCS program, and there are there are many, many, many good FCS players that have played. Oh yeah, um, in the NFL over the years. I mean, we know we know you know Kurt Warner from Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa's had a whole boatload of them, but there's a lot of other good ones too that have played over the years. And if you're a good, especially like I said in football, if you're a good player, they will find you even at the division three level, they will find you if you're good enough. Yeah. I thought sure when you started that, you're going to tell me he's from Iowa, but (laughs) no, well, his his great grandfather on his mother's (laughs) side was (laughs) that could be, but he did play at Eastern (laughs) Washington. And just remember though, Rick, Joe Burrow was born in Ames, Iowa. Oh, I knew. There we go. Interesting. With Matthew Stafford, too, kind of an interesting story. He's from up in the Dallas area and from Highland Park, speaking of being from a state. But, you know, and he is Matthew Stafford. His wife made that clear. He's not Matt. Correct. Yeah, nobody calls him Matt. No. Yeah, he likes to be called. And they had a whole story on them how she recovered from brain cancer. And so he was there, and she said she had to talk him into, like, you know, this this Rams deal, because he's very loyal. He's very loyal. He's like, you know, Detroit, they drafted me. And it's like, no, no, get out of here. She had to talk him into it. So, Oh, yeah. he gave, but, When he, he left, he gave Detroit, like, school system a million dollars and stuff. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge no, and he, page he, ad and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised when I, when I saw that story on the pregame show. He really didn't want to leave Detroit. He's a very loyal guy. Yeah, and, uh, and he did an yeah. interview with uh, Scott Graham, and he, he even now he will tell you he loves the fans and he loves all of his Lions teammates. You know, he said they were always wonderful. He he praised the organization. Um, well, winning yeah. hasn't apparently been great in that organization, but number nonetheless, he he praised the organization, the coaches, and and people like that. So, class guy. Yeah. Well, and oh, yeah. Uh, John McVay is the youngest Super Bowl coach to win at 36 years and 20 days. And I think he beat uh, Mike Tomlin, I think, had the record yes. before that. And John Madden was yeah. third at just over uh, 40 years old. Right. Andrew Whitworth was the oldest starter to win in the Super Bowl uh, at 40 years and 63 days. And he beat Johnny Unitas, who was 37 years and t- 255 days. Wait, wait a minute. What about Tom Brady last year? No, no. What to win his oh. first Super Bowl. To win his yeah, first, first Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, first one. To win his first Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay, said uh, so. Stafford was the third quarterback to win the Super Bowl in his first year with a new team, and of course, Tom Brady. There's your Tom Brady. That's right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Last year he did that, and Trent Dilfer, the immortal Trent Dilfer, did it with the Ravens in zero 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 one season, and uh, he was let go after that year. There's a little article that David USF put out about yeah, that. And Rick doesn't want to hear about Trent Dilfer, but no, no, oh, and. No. Uh, and coming up, we've got our news and notes, and then we're going to do Rick's rankings, which is all the Super Bowl stuff uh, where what you do is three points for the winning team and one for the losing, for making the Super Bowl and losing the game. So 
for we have 224 points available because we have 56 Super Bowls, and we're going to run that down as soon as we finish our news and notes. We do this every year, and uh, so you know you'll you'll have that. So the uh, and unless does anybody have anything specific on the Super Bowl game before we move on to news and notes? Well, just the, the, the bonehead of the year goes to Vernon Hargrave, who not oh, even yeah. uniform and gets a personal foul yeah. penalty against him. Mike ran onto the field for the celebration. Oh, that, street, yeah, yeah. In the street clothes, he got a personal foul. Jeez. Yep, yep. And uh, what what about the officiating? They didn't do much throughout the game, but then they then towards the end of the game, they decided to sell. Well, there the was one, there were there was one bad call that I think went each way. Uh, yeah. The one clearly there was a. An uh, offensive face mask on the Bengal touchdown, oh, yeah. and then right. he had that one right at the end. And it, it was interesting on Westwood one; they had Gene Steratore in the booth, and uh, he said both those calls sh- should have been made. You know, the holding, oh. he's, the one late, the hold, the defensive holding. He said that was a bad one, but he said that offensive pass interference. He said they clearly missed that one. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they missed that. Yeah, I mean. It, you could see, and, and this happens a lot in the playoffs and even more in the Super Bowl, where they, you know they, they want to let them play. They don't want to call penalties. Right. right. But, but that was really bad. And then at the end, the flag was coming out all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, with the Gene Steratore thing in the booth. You normally don't get to hear um, – you, you, sometimes you'll hear you know, play-by-play guys and officials go back and forth. I thought it was interesting that uh, – Steratore and Kurt Warner were going back and forth. You don't normally hear player to official go back and forth like that. And, and they kind of bring, you know, we're able to bring out things that, you know, in the discussion that, that were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Okay. So um, Brian, Byron Allen uh, is the owner and founder of the Allen media group, which I was not aware of. He wants to buy the Denver Broncos, it says. Yeah. And, and he owns Byron the weather Allen channel. No, Byron Allen is also, it's the same Byron Allen, the comic he did. Remember the show Real People in the 70s? He was on there oh, with yeah. uh, Sarah Purcell, Skip Stevenson, all them. He was also, he had a talk show, the Byron Allen show, and he does Comics Unleashed. So what he was, he's a comic who was around that, and then he put his money into media. He has a few TV stations. They bought the Weather Channel recently. And I guess in 2019, he had talked to Robert Kraft, and Robert Kraft said, hey, you ought to look at it, buying the team. And so, yeah, he wants to look at buying the Denver Broncos, but he thinks the time the, is the NFL, The NFL wants to get a black owner is what it is. Uh-huh. And yeah, well, that's he, true. And he's, and he's black, so. Okay. Now, he's not quite – he's not a billionaire. He's not a billionaire, so you need a billionaire. But if he can get some other media – and I think he has – the majority owner has to own at least 30% as long as you get other, you know, the controlling owner or something like that. Uh, so yeah, if he can okay. get enough to – that well, I mean, you know, with, with some of these stars, some of these superstars, either in other sports or rap stars and stuff, you could pull the money together, I'm sure, well, you know, Jay, if you wanted to get a, a black ownership. Jay, Jay-Z is a billionaire. Jay-Z helped put that halftime show together. Jay-Z was part owner of the Brooklyn Nets. I could see someone like him stepping in. You know, he, yeah. he's, they went through a list. There were eight African-American billionaires, and, you know, he's out there. I uh, don't know if we want Kanye owning a team, but yeah, no. he's another billionaire. Yeah. Uh, him, Tyler Perry. I don't see Oprah buying a team, but no. you know, Jay Z could get involved with Byron Allen because you know he's getting involved yeah. with all that. 
Okay, so we had the awards, and uh, thanks to our, our friend Main Reason over on my Telespace uh, phone system who gave us the awards and put them all together for us. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, uh, fourth time and two in a row for him. Uh, and and Bra- see, Brady uh, was second. And Brady was second, oh, yeah. yeah. Cooper uh, Cup was the only one to get, uh, the only other person to get a vote. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, let's see, uh, TJ Watt. I thought Jonathan Taylor might get a little yeah, more. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, think the, I think the end of the season kind of hurt him. Yeah. They probably like baseball yeah. vote at the end of the regular season and people were yeah. <laughs> they, they probably voted players. like a, an, an hour after that Colts game got over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, TJ Watt was the defensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, and then, presented uh, by his brother. His brother yeah, yeah, presented by his brother. I thought that was cool. You know. And of course, triple, uh, triple crown for Cooper Cup, who was the offensive player of the year with the uh, year with uh, yards, catches, and uh, touchdowns. And then Mike Rabel was the coach of the year again, voted at the end of the season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he did have a good – with with um, um, Henry getting hurt and them yeah. staying in contention the way they did, it's still a good, a good award for him. Yeah. And uh, let's see. And Andrew Whitworth, who just retired, got the uh, Peyton, Walter Payton Award. Man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the year, yeah. yeah. And then the Hall of Fame people that got in were Tony Baselli, uh, so offensive, offensive lineman. Leroy he's Butler. The, he's the first Jaguar. Yeah, well, okay. And that's, uh, yeah, and, and the safety Leroy Butler got in. And then yep. linebacker Sam Mills of the Saints. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Richard Seymour of the Patriots and Raiders. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of, we've shared a couple of good defensive, uh, some good yep. players. Jim Plunkett, Michael Haynes, and, yep. you know, this yep. guy, you know. Yep. Okay, uh, Brian Young, wide receiver. Uh, yeah, uh, defensive defensive lineman. lineman, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then Cliff Branch, an old old throwback. Yeah, I'm very Raiders. happy that Cliff got yeah. him. Yeah. He's a good, good, good player. Uh, uh, but a lot of a lot of NFL writers who don't get to vote for the Hall of Fame, and a lot of people who cover the NFL, uh, they uh, most of them have put down this Hall of Fame class. They they think a lot of these players got that got selected this time around don't deserve to be there. So. Um, let's let Chris finish him and then we'll you know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Dick Vermeil won for co and got in as a coach, and Art McNally as a as an official. Right. And he's were the first. To, he's the first official to get in. Yeah, and uh, no no officials have ever gotten in. No, I don't think so. He's oh, the really? first one. No. He's the first one to ever get in. Okay, the, yes. there were no uh, fall, the first ballot, and everybody had to wait at least five years to get in in this particular group. Right. So they kind of well. Remember, they have this thing now too, where they have they have to have a certain number each year, which mm-hmm. isn't the right way to do it. I don't know. No. no. So that's you know that it's going to happen. But uh, I remember asking Rick, and I don't know if you remember this, Rick. We were sitting there watching. It was in '76. We we're watching the Patriots beat up on the Raiders that particular. Well, we weren't watching it because oh, well, it might have sold out. Yeah, I guess it did. I think we did have it on TV. Anyway, so they they've beaten up on the Raiders, and I said, who do you think is the best wide receiver right now? And you said Cliff Branch. So yeah. at one time he may have been the best. Uh, and let's see. What were you going to say, uh, Sean? I think this is the first time, at least the first time in a while, that no first balloters got in. That is correct. Okay, so getting back to a couple more Super Bowl things, the first uh... – Chris, before you do that, with the Hall yeah. of Famers, I yeah. guess the, they did it a little bit different this year. They had a Hall of Famer you know, that is associated with each person mm-hmm. uh, go and personally notify them that yeah. uh, they got into the Hall of Fame. I guess it was uh, 
Kurt Warner said he got to go and, and tell Dick Vermeil that he got in. And he said, boy, that was a, a treat to be able to do cool. that. But he yeah, said, yeah. That, you know, because he said, obviously, Dick Vermeil meant a lot to him as, as a player. Yeah. And again, it was the second, I think we might have mentioned this last week, but the second matchup of number one quarterbacks in the Super Bowl uh, with uh, Stafford and Burrow. And of course, we had Newton and, and uh, Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, uh, whatever the 50. one. 50. 50, 50, yeah. 50. And then uh, Manning was number one in 98 and Newton in, in uh, 2011. Okay, and Cincinnati actually is still leading the, C- the all-time series. Uh, they're leading it 8-7. to seven. And uh, now, uh, you know, after the Super Bowl. And uh, so, and they've outscored, the, but the Rams have outscored the Bengals 282 to 275 after that game. Uh-huh. And and here was a topic that we talked about on Sunday that maybe, I don't know whether we can add much to it, but that the L.A. Times had a poll that says that the Raiders are the most popular football team in, in L.A. In Los Angeles, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I, can, I can tell you that uh, Harlan and Warner said, when the, especially, at least when the game started, there were more Bengal fans than there were Ram fans at the that's game. That's correct. Sounded at the end yeah. like there weren't. Maybe not at the end, but they said when they started, they said there were clearly more Bengal fans. Yeah, and the Bengals announcer said they saw a lot of Bengals colors. Yeah, I thought it was pretty We had an LA LA person confirm that, yes, there are more. You know, he confirmed it on Sunday when we were all talking. Yes. He confirmed that. He said the Raiders are by far the number one team in Los Angeles. Another thing we talked about on Sunday, and we'll see whether this is an omen for Joe Burrow. I don't think it will be. I think he's going to get back. But since Jim Kelly. No quarterback who lost their first Super Bowl when they appeared the first time in the Super Bowl has ever come back to the Super Bowl. And that applies to Matt Stafford as well, So because it, it was his first Super Bowl. No, but he won it. Well, but he won. Yeah. He won. He won. Yeah. We're talking oh, you're talking about the ones that lost. That's the right. ones that lost. Yeah. 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 Have never come, yeah. you know, the, the uh, Bledsoe's, the, you know, whoever you want to name. They, yeah. they, they didn't win their first one. They didn't come back. Dan Marino is the most Mar- obvious I think will definitely get back yeah. there, though. Yeah. Well, Marino, yeah, but not since this time. And yes, Marino didn't come back. He's won two. There's only been, I think there's only been two that lost and came back. Aren't there Fran Tarkenton and Jim Kelly? Uh, yeah, because, uh, well, Tar- uh, Tarkenton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. There would be two okay. that have come back. Yeah, okay. All right, now we are ready. Unless anybody's got any other news and notes. Well, let I me, think... okay. Let me, let me clear up a couple things. First of all, uh, we, he mentioned Chris Mortensen earlier. He already got the Indiana, Indianapolis thing. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Here we go. They have Apparently, Kyler Murray has taken down all of his Instagram stuff related to uh, Arizona. And several players in Arizona, according to Chris Mortensen, have said that, uh, well, looks like that he has a bad attitude. He's selfish. And immature. then, of course, Kyler Murray. Immature. Uh, Kyler Murray responded today and said, "Well, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm I just here to do my business and play. I'm not." Well, that and uh, uh, an article I read on him uh, said, "You know how most starting quarterbacks are the first one to show up in the building and the last one to leave." He, uh, mm-hmm. According to the Arizona people, uh, Kyler Murray does not do that. He he shows up when he wants, does what he wants, and leaves when he wants. You know, yeah. Can't you can't yeah. you just hear Scott Boris? They see. I told you you should have played baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, uh, the the see, there's a is, uh, there is a difference in football and in yeah. baseball. If if he is immature, let, you know, let's go that he may be. If he is, yeah. 
Um, in baseball, you don't come in and, and go right to the top of the ladder. Right. You go through the minor leagues yeah. and all that. And that helps yeah. you grow. That does help you grow up. Yeah. yeah. The A's still and have his, his rights, uh, Perry. So if he does, he has, des- if he does decide to play major league baseball, he'd have to deal with the Oakland A's. Before he went to Texas A&M, before he went to Oklahoma, remember he was at Texas A&M, had a few problems with Kevin Sumlin and his dad, Kevin Murray, who, you know, A&M quarterback, kind of had gotten a few, had a few words with the coach. And so he's kind of, Kyler's kind of rocked the boat. Like when he would, the whole thing, he wouldn't go over and congratulate Sam Ellinger after the Texas OU game. He kind of just, when Texas, when Sam Ellinger beat Kyler Murray, he kind of flipped him off and, you know, a few things like that. So, but it's kind of like, yeah, you say I'm immature and nanny, nanny, boo, boo. See, you know, see like, and, oh, that, well, and that, you know. you know, that point, so Sean, that he may, he probably is a little immature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, right. does, that does point. And remember, his coach, his coach was fired for a losing season, then got at Texas Tech, gets hired at Arizona to coach him. So Cliff Kingsbury, uh, he's had some questionable things, you know, not, not illegal, but, you know, kind of. Oh, but anyway, yeah. and the other, yeah, I, the other, and I got a couple of things from the. Um, okay, you got one more, Sean. Oh, the Washington Commanders, the NFL, according to the Washington Post, this came out on Monday. The Washington Post, the wash. Apparently, the NFL owners think that now it may be time for Daniel Snyder to sell. Okay. Well, you know the thing that would actually work the best, and maybe they're talking about the Broncos, but get that black ownership group together and buy the commanders. Well, and apparently it all goes back to, because they think, see, Daniel Snyder, since they paid for the investigation, he controls what comes out. That's why the NFL and the feds want to get involved in it. And remember, that Gruden, e- those Gruden emails that came out, I think there's more to it, because you got the, and if this comes out, and the stuff with Cleveland, uh, with, not Cleveland, with, yeah, Cleveland and Miami, with Stephen Ross, and you know, even the owner of Cleveland about, you know, the accusations made by uh, Flores and Hugh Jackson and then the stuff with Daniel Snyder. These, the NFL could have some bad publicity with well, some of their stability owners. coming up. Yeah. Oh, and, and I had a rumor. And we'll let you go, Rick, in a minute. Yep. But I, I had my I decided if, if Brady's going to waffle, then I can ha- throw a rumor into the rumor mill with no knowledge, just like everybody else does, because, you know, why not? Everybody else is doing it. So my thought was. If Brady is still waffling and maybe wants to come back and never say never, and you mean there's still a chance, you know, like that movie and whatever. Okay, so if he wants to come back, he doesn't seem like he's really happy in in um, Tampa. So my thought is, why not trade Jimmy G to Tampa Bay for Brady, have him have one more year while they wet uh, while they let uh, uh, Trevor Trey Lawrence. You know, Trey Lance, uh, Trey Lance. Lance, I do this all the time. <laughs> they, they need to change. Somebody's got to change their name. And, and we get Kyle. It's like Kyler Murray and uh, Baker Mayfield. I, did, I miss them up too. But no, if, if, if they, if he's going to, you know, understudy against uh, with somebody and all the, all the people who have ever been backup quarterbacks were his friend, you know, nobody ever had a bad word to say about him as, as being your, your other quarterback in the room. So he, he would probably be a help to him. The 49ers are very close to the Super Bowl. They almost made it this year. And, you know, uh, he certainly got the ability, I think, to come back and do it. The Bay Area and everything. So that's my rumor that with no foundation. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, that's, okay, that's, Rick. Not, that, yeah, that's not that far-fetched. I've actually heard uh-huh. that before. And, and you got to remember, that's, that's the team he grew up 
as a fan of. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would he wouldn't mind finishing there. Although I've heard another rumor that says the the Washington Commanders are thinking about trading their 11th overall pick for Garoppolo. Okay. I've heard um, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard. Um, one thing we didn't mention last week, we should have, been in, during the Pro Bowl there, Alvin Kamara got into a whole lot of trouble. Ended up on video with him and a few of his cronies beating on a guy in the, outside an elevator. Yeah. He was arraigned. The league the league actually knew about it before the game and the police, but they, did, they allowed him to play in the Pro Bowl, and then they arraigned him afterwards. Um, well, no, they arrested him afterwards. He's going to, the arraignment was postponed. It's going to be done in March, but that doesn't look real good for him. Uh, the the, the uh, commissioner when, in his Super Bowl press conference announced that next next year they'll be playing a game in Munich uh, and in Mexico, and over the next four years there'll be two games in Munich and two in Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Yeah. And but does that mean you're not going to London anymore for a while? He didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about London. I don't know. Well, I think they're still going to have some yeah, London. I think they, uh, because, yeah. Because remember, that's why they put – they're using this ninth game. That way, everybody, you're technically not losing a home game, even though right. you'll be a home team playing in Mexico or Germany or England. Or They yeah. want to do games all over the world. They want to do them all different yeah. places. Yeah. Well, this year, for example, if the AFC hosts, if it's interconference and the AFC hosts these games, although no, they the don't NFC want to take that standings. Yeah, the NFC, I'm sorry. They're yeah. hosting the, the games this yeah. time. It was AFC last time. So yeah. uh, all the all those standings games that we're going to have, you know, so uh, well, like we say people. on Thursdays, we always say that Jennifer's fans are beating down the door. Rick's fans are beating down the they door are. for these Rick's <laughs> rankings. You no, know, he's, he's got, he's got so and many people got, living in that I've, house. They're all beating on the doors all the time. Be right, and by the way, be, yeah. Before we get to that, uh, last night they held a, uh, a, uh, celebration of life at the Oakland Coliseum for John Madden. Yeah, the, NFL Net- that. Yeah. the NFL network televised that it was a very good show. Uh, all the old uh, Raider player, a lot of the old Raider players were there, and uh, Coliseum was full of uh, uh, old Oakland Raider supporters. Uh, it was uh, they did a very nice tribute. It was a very good show, worth watching. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here are Rick's rankings, and this, of course, goes back to the start of the Super Bowls in 1967. We've now had 56 of them, as I say, three three points for the winner and one for the team who makes it and doesn't win. And so just to give you an example, our leader, the Patriots, they've uh, won the six that you know about from Tom Brady, who, who lost the lost three. But he, there were other two Super Bowls that they lost uh, without Brady, you know, and, and when the gets the Bears and the uh, Packers. So that means they're six and five and two bowls. So that gives you, 20, you know, six wins is 18, five losses is three, five more. So they got 23 points. So they're the leader. So just to give you an example of how that works, Pittsburgh second with 20. Dallas has 18. San Francisco has 17. Denver is fifth with 14. The Giants are sixth with 13. Green Bay has 13. The Raiders have 11. Washington has 11. The Rams now are up to nine. They had six, and of course they won this uh, Super Bowl, so they move up to nine. They passed a couple of teams. Miami, or they tied Miami with nine. Indianapolis with eight. Kansas City with eight. Baltimore with six. They're two and zero oh in Super Bowls. That's where their six points come from. Tampa Bay is too. They've uh, got six points for the same reason. Seattle with five. Philadelphia five. Buffalo four. Four losses, but you get a point by getting there. It's not easy to get there, so that's four for them. Chicago with four, Minnesota with four. Again, same as Buffalo owned four, but they were there four times. Cincinnati with three, zero oh and three, but they were there three times. 
New Orleans with three, and they won it the one time they showed up. Then we have oh. the Jets with three when they won it with Joe Namath that time. Atlanta with two for two losses. Carolina with two losses for two. Tennessee with one loss for one. The Chargers with one. Arizona with one. Uh, Cleveland and none. We have Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, and Jacksonville have not been there yet. So, Wouldn't you want to so. hear Paul Allen if the Vikings ever won the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to have a heart attack if they win. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, okay. So there we go. So why don't we start with our breaking news, Perry, that you uh, wanted to give us. I think I have a guess as to who's retiring, but why don't you tell us about that? Ryan Zimmerman is retiring right. from the Washington Nationals. Um, he And that was announced about... Oh, 45 minutes ago. Oh, it four came o'clock down. Eastern time. Yep. Right, as, right as I was about to start the show, like five <laughs> seconds beforehand. So, Not considerate. Uh, Not considerate at all. But uh, Ryan Zimmer, a pretty good career for him. Yep. You know, he, he was there since the, the uh, Nationals got there. He was not an, to my knowledge, he was not an expo. He was, he came to the, the was, team when they an became an, the Nationals. Yeah. And he was their first star you know, when they, when they got there. So, you know, about the, you know, he, he was well liked there and uh, really a very popular player. I'm sure they're going to celebrate his, uh, his career all year long and have bobbleheads and all the things that you do to celebrate these things. Okay, so the, Perry, why don't you just uh, talk about the, the latest situation with the negotiations uh, that you promised uh, that you were going to talk about and, and uh, where we stand with any later meetings that we might not know of and so forth. Well, there are no meetings scheduled. Let's start there. That's kind of discerning because you would figure as, you know, spring training was supposed to start today. So you would figure that these si- both sides would be taking this very seriously and getting in there and getting some things done but we know how baseball is they if they can shoot themselves in the foot they generally do and but basically the owners made a proposal to the players last week which they moved they gave a little more money to the pool of arbitration eligible players the two plus players if you will they don't have three but they're a little over two you know, for them to get paid for putting up good numbers. And one example of that, last year for the Brewers, Corbin Burns, one of their better pitchers, made 600 and I believe it was $675,000. And if this pool would have been available, his salary would have been $2.4 million. I would say yep. that would be doing pretty well if you're, a, you know, if you're a player in that, in that range. And Jim Bowden gave a couple of other examples on Sunday as well of guys who would have gone up substantially. And the, the problem that you have with both sides is the owners have moved a little bit. The players haven't come off their position since May. The only issue they've come off their position at, they've given up on the free agency, you know, going from six years to five, because that wasn't ever going to happen. And other than that, they've not come off of anything. So... And a negotiation is that you're, you know, each side tries to move a little and, and work it that way, but they're not moving. And yeah. the tax, you know, you always hear in baseball, well, $210 million is the tax, and you pay this much if you go over, and it gets higher as you spend more. They're way apart on that. So those are the two huge issues in which they're apart on. 
So hopefully that helps people understand it a little bit better that, you know, and, and no, neither side is totally right and neither side is totally wrong. They both need to get to the table and get something done because yeah. you probably, according to Manfred, you have about two weeks because they do not want to do the three-week spring training again. They want at least four weeks. So do the math. March 31st is opening day. So you probably have a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's okay. some talk, also, yeah. Uh, hold, on, there, hold, on, there, hold, on, hold on, Chris, Bill. There's okay. some talk that they are talking back channel. Now, that... Well, let's, hope that's, let's hope that's true. Uh, well, yeah. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't bet Chris's paycheck on it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Mine's about the same as Perry's. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the the thing is, the, you know, they uh, you're right. And now there's a couple of things. I guess there's uh, going to be, which we'll find out when it's all negotiated. But uh, the DH looks like it's coming. You know, that's the we're betting money right now. I, I, th- is the I DH think if I, if I had coming. a tw- if I had a twenty, I'd probably put it on the DH is coming. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, we don't know how many playoff teams there will be and what the format right. Would that's another. That's another one they differ on. The players say twelve, the owners say fourteen. Right, and also then this weird. I hope they don't do this thing about you get to pick your team. You just play the team that lines up and plays. I, you know, I agree. Please come on. Yeah, you know that's nuts. But uh, you know, so that that's kind of crazy. But yeah, so we'll see in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully there's some back channel uh, going on. Yeah, let's hope so, that that's correct. Let's hope, Bill, that what you're hearing is 100% yeah. correct. Because if, if it isn't, that certainly doesn't make you feel good that something's going to get done. No, no. So no. Jose Moda, we, we kind of had a feeling when we talked about the story a week or two ago, just the wording of it was sounded like he might be doing something else, and he will. He's going to the Dodgers to start broadcasting now. And uh, after just 21 years with the Angels, and he could see uh, succeed Jaime Harim, as uh, and his father Manny is involved in the Dodgers organization in some capacity. It didn't say what, but apparently he's there, so that's good. But uh, you know, they, he will probably be. You know, since he's well known in LA already for doing the uh, Angels and he's shown talent. I guess he's been on some national games and stuff. So uh, you know, we'll we'll probably have uh, a lot to hear about him in the future. And he's one of these guys who could do English or Spanish. So right. like Ricky Ricardo yeah. with the Yankees. You may see him in the radio booth and then TV to anywhere well, he's needed. And I mean, Chris, Rick Monday is not getting any younger. No, he's not. You know, you may no, need, you may see him fill in for him occasionally. That's right. Okay. Any other uh, baseball notes? No, I think that covers them. Okay. So we already talked about Dick Vitale, and we ho- all hope for the best for him and uh, hope everything goes well. And he's in the best place he can be at Mass General, I promise you, yeah. for cancer. It's, it's a great hospital. So yeah. anyway, so um, – I wanted to mention uh, tonight uh, the one and two teams in the Big East are playing with the Villanova at Providence. Providence is number yeah. one in the Big East, and Villanova is number two, and uh, they're going to meet tonight. So that should be a good game. There's, Providence has won eight in a row. Three, huh? There's actually three good. There's three good games tonight. Yeah, yeah. really good. Uh, Duke and Wake Forest should be a good game. Yeah, and Tennessee, Kentucky, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Texas, Oklahoma's tonight. They're struggling now. What, the one you want to look ahead to is Saturday, Texas and Texas Tech, a big CBS game. Because remember, Texas Tech they had they had the whole thing, uh, rate, you know, of Chris Beard coming back to uh, Lubbock. Now they're coming here to Austin, returning the favor. So mm-hmm. and and don't sell on that uh, the one that Bill talked about earlier, the uh, Wisconsin Indiana tonight. That should be oh, pretty. Oh no! Good. Yeah. Oh no! Wisconsin Indiana should be a decent game. Uh, and then I don't have the schedule for tomorrow. There'll be some pretty big games. That usually, 
your big highlight games are Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. You have some good ones on, like, you know, on Wednesday. You have a few, but Monday, Tuesday, Saturday are your big, big games. You're coming down. The the Coach K retirement tour is there. Uh, well, now that right now where we have no football, I think you're going to see a lot of bigger games on Sunday now, too. Oh, yeah. Because they'll, they'll start some, picking up yeah, on you'll Sunday. See some more, you'll see some pick up on Sunday. Some of it depends also uh, if the weeks that see like this week CBS has the golf tournament because NBC still doing the Olympics finishing up even though they're all at night and they replay stuff in the day so see so this Sunday you may see a few but you're remember we're only we're less than a month 28 four weeks from this Sunday four weeks from this four weeks are four weeks from this past Sunday wasn't is it on the 13th yeah no the no no it's, is it on the yeah. 13th Yes, because the tournament is, starts oh, you're on right. the 17th. It is the 13th. There, there will yeah, be, so. uh, by the way, guys, there will be a little drinking on Thursday the 17th of March because yes. it's going to be St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. And it's going to be yeah. uh, the turn, you know, the first day of the tournament, which is always the best. Even, somehow they play better games the first day than they do the second day. And I don't know why. And they're projecting, they're projecting uh, Gonzaga, of course, as the number one seed. Villanova and Providence are both being looked at as number one seed. Yeah, they should be. They should be. Some, so, and, of course, and, of course, and, of course, Auburn. Yep, that's right. Yeah, Auburn is one seed. Baylor has kind of dropped down to a number two. They were in danger of a number three, but that went against Texas. They put themselves back in the number two. Uh, Duke, Duke or Wake Forest coming out of there as a number two. Uh, whoever comes out of the Pac-12, you could see one number two and one number three with Arizona State, UCLA. And then, you know, right now they're saying eight teams in the Big 12 and possibly eight or nine out of the SEC and Eight out of the Big Ten is what I'm seeing because you would have nine from the Big Twelve, but Oklahoma State cannot go to postseason right now. So, all right, so and some let's, other and let's hope. Let's hope okay. that we have, you know, that the tournaments once they start, and it, they it should because from what I'm reading, the num the COVID numbers are going way way down. Let's yep. hope we don't have teams that have to forfeit and all that stuff. Let's hope yep. everything is is normal and, this year and. And the tournaments are going to be back at the regular sites, at the sites Correct. this time. They're not all yeah. going to be in a bubble. This year, so. and, the, right. and the conference tournaments, of course, should be, you know, pretty much what they all, Where they you know, what they do. Usually the, only th yep. the only problem yeah. you would have, have is if you have a team that would have an outbreak and you would go below the number of players you can have. Now, the other night, admittedly, it was in a high school game. There was a team that was playing with four players at the end of a game. Oops. So, yeah. because everybody had fouled out, that was the problem. Yeah. yeah, my dad had that happen one time with one of his high school teams. He was coaching. He was down to four, four players, and there was not a COVID back in nineteen eighty three. I don't, I don't think I had ever. I don't think I had ever. I was listening to that game, but I don't think I had ever seen that as no. playing with four players uh, in a game. So for college basketball, we have Southern Miss, Old Dominion, and Marshall uh, leaving Conference USA and going to the Sun. Sun and that's belt. in all. That's in all sports, Chris. In all sports, okay. And uh, going to the Sun Belt, and that was officially announced. And James Madison's also going there. Yep. So Conference USA yeah, okay. is what about like four teams now? Uh, yeah, because basically what had happened, they had already been invited several months ago, and they had said, well, "Yeah, mm -hmm. we're," and they had informed their schools. Their schools already voted, but it was officially approved by the by Conference USA or by the Sun Belt. So the Sun Belts grow into 14 teams for everything else and 16, well, 14 for football, 16 for everything else. Yeah, Conference USA basically has Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, Florida International, UTEP, 
and uh, Louisiana Tech because they're losing six to the AAC. Now that may not happen until twenty three because of the the a something with the AAC has told their three schools that are leaving Memphis, Central Florida, and Cincinnati they can't leave to go to the Big Twelve until twenty twenty three. They have to give them so much notice. So that expand they may have. Some of those six of those teams for one year, but the Sun Belt said no. You guys can come right on in July twenty two. So well, we were saying hurt. on our Sunday when we were talking on Sunday, we had a, a phone conference, and we were saying when we get closer to the football season and the basketball season, we'll we'll try to go over all where everybody is going to end up for that year because yeah. some teams are going to go next year. Some you know the twenty two twenty three season. Some will be twenty three twenty four. If we know, we'll try to because you know we told everybody yeah. all this stuff about six months ago when it all was break coming down, but you of, forget, you know. One and a thing, lot of it, except except uh, except the Sun Belt stuff. A lot of it depends on when Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. Although right. they're staying that even if they have to stay a few years, that they could play with the 14 teams for, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma with the three AAC teams coming. Right. Right. And now one thing from, especially Sean from the Southern Miss, apparently they've been having some difficulty being in that conference recruiting. So Southern Miss thinks that this is going to, this should really help them reinvigorate oh. their football program now base oh. i mean in baseball they're good anyway but they think this well, should help gonna, them reinvigorate football and basketball that is a good baseball conference anyway because coastal carolina has been to the college world series so that's i mean they've been good in baseball you know them and rice and it's been a good baseball conference conference usa but football it should help them going in with appalachian state louisiana lafayette uh coastal carolina that should help them and Marshall both. Yeah, I was listening and, to a talk and, show in Mississippi yesterday, and they were saying the fans in uh, at Southern the Southern Miss fans down there are very happy about this because they they in the last few years they haven't been real excited about any of the teams that were coming in there, but now they're going to get some decent teams coming in there, so they're more they're yep. invigorated. Okay, yeah, Illinois State is not excited about what's going on there as they let their coach Dan. Uh, uh, Mueller go uh, at the end of the season, and there, and I asked Miss Day. Well, then I heard and, yesterday, Chris, that he was stepping down immediately. Okay, well, you can't, you know, who knows? So Robert had a coach go from, in, in, right. you know, from a coach to an interim. We'll get to that later. But they, uh, they, do, they are playing Day, Northern Iowa tonight, so I'll be able to tell you after tonight if he's coaching. I asked Miss A, and one cool thing about her, she'll give you the basketball record and tell you where they're ranked in their conference, and they're seventh in the Missouri Valley. And they uh, they're 11 and 15, so they're not having the, a good year. The teams in the Missouri Valley, for those who like to follow the mid-majors, the teams in the Missouri Valley right now, and I mean, they're all bunched at the top. But Loyola, of course, is good. Northern Iowa is, is playing pretty well, except on Sunday. They just had a stinker when they played Loyola on Sunday. But they've been playing well. Missouri State is playing well. Uh, Southern Illinois and Drake – those are, those are probably your top five. Okay. So any more college basketball if we move to the NBA, the association? Okay. The well, let's, before show. we go to the NBA, oh, go ahead, Sean. Bill's Southern Indiana University is moving. That he, women, he mentioned they're going Division One. They are going to be in the Ohio Valley Conference when Murray State, Belmont, and UIC, uh, when Murray State and Belmont leave the OVC and go to the Missouri Valley with UIC. So, yeah. 
Okay. That has been. And that was. All right, right. Yeah. And we do have, uh, before we oh, go wait, to Bill? the NBA, uh, okay, we do Bill have Jerry. Bill. So, no, Jerry, I'll, while Bill is talking, why don't you the, unmute? I'll, I'll make I, this real quick. Uh, this has been going on for some time. I think it was the best kept secret. Uh, it's kind of like telling us something up here on on Sports Lounge. In other words, <laughs> it was all over the place. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Um, I have some Olympic footnotes. Um, okay. Firstly, uh, we had a the first black woman to win a gold medal in speed skating. Her name was Erin Jackson um, on Sunday. And the... Uh, I want to announce that the United States women will play Canada for the gold in hockey. Uh, if you want to stay up, uh, it'll be at 11 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Um, it will be broadcast, I don't know the XM channel yet. 205. 205 on Sirius XM, and it'll probably be on USA Network on television and uh, that's uh, basically uh, all I have for that. The, uh, and the big uh, thing in the Olympics, the, the Jerry. Men, men's hockey plays tonight at 11 p.m. too, and that's on the same channel for you. And they seem to be doing fairly now. well, too, the men's hockey team. Are the team. men playing right. for the gold tonight? I'm not sure. I don't think that's quite for the gold uh, no, yet. I don't but think it they've is gone for, that far. Oh, it 11. is for, um, the, remember the hockey players, just to refresh. Now, the women is, is the same as it always is, but the men, it's a conglomerate of college players and, trip, you know, kind of triple-A hockey players. AHL players and yep. so forth, yeah. There you go. And the, the other thing I wanted to mention, of course, and I forget her name, but the uh, Russian figure skater, the big controversy that everybody's oh, yeah. talking about is that she was allowed to skate and she's winning the competition. She's not, they're not done yet, but she's winning. She's doing very well. And, but the problem is nobody, because she's under suspicion of drugs and supposedly it was her grandfather's heart medication that she took. And, you know, they, they advise you, of course, the Russians have been involved in a lot of doping scandals, but they advised you that if in this country, don't even take vitamin supplements. I mean, just don't do anything that could come close to to messing up your drugs. And, and the uh, way they're going to do that, Chris, they are letting her compete and they'll decide if she gets to keep her medal later. Right. And that means they can't have a medal ceremony. So, you know, let's say you're the fourth place winner and they decide she can't compete, then you become the bronze. So they can't give anybody any medals until they know who's, who's going to get what. So, and that means they'll, uh, you know, if you live in Sheboygan, they'll bring it to you. I don't know what they'll do, but uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, that that's what's going to happen. It's not going to be over there. That's for sure. So anyway, all right. So we go to the NBA, and uh, the East is is crazy at the top. We have Miami; they've been leading most a lot of the time, but thirty-seven and twenty. Chicago thirty-seven and twenty-one. Number three is Cleveland at thirty-five and twenty-two. Philadelphia is thirty-four and twenty-two, and Milwaukee, uh, who's dropped in fifth. Remember, they were like second or third before. They're now fifth, thirty-five and twenty-three. The Celtics have a real playoff spot; they're in sixth now. And if the season were to end today, they'd be playing Cleveland. Uh, but it's all subject to change. A lot is in flux. Celtics 33 and 25. They've won eight in a row. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about the trades later. Toronto 31 and 25 is seventh. So they'd be the top playing team. The Nets broke their losing streak. They had lost 11 in a row. They actually got a couple of guys back. They got Drummond back and they got, um, uh, oh, uh, well, they that, got uh, Drummond and Curry out Curry. of the trade. Yeah. Yes, from the trade. So they finally got some people back. And so they won. 
Uh, and uh, so they were they're 30 and 27 in eighth place. Ninth place, Charlotte, 29, 29. Atlanta's 10th at 26 and 30. Washington, 26 and 30. And the Knicks are falling fast. They're 25 and 33. Indiana, perennial 13, 19 and 39. Orlando, 13 and 46. Detroit, 12 and 45. In the West, we have Phoenix establishing a bit of a lead on the Warriors here, 46 and 10. Golden State's 42 and 16. So that's like a Warriors five game Warriors are not lead. playing very well right now, Chris. It's, yeah. Uh, they've, they've got, got a lot of backs. They've got a lot. Yeah. They've got a lot of injuries and stuff. So. Yeah. Memphis is at 40 and 18, just two games behind them in third. Yes. Uh, Utah's 36 and 21. Dallas in fifth, 33 and 24. Denver, 32 and 25. Then we have Minnesota at 30 and 27, the top play in team. The Clippers are 29 and 30. The Lakers are 26 and 31. I would love to see them in a play-in game. That'd be fun. But it may not work out that way. That happened last year. It happened last year. Yeah, yeah, it did. I think. Yeah, I think did. that's. Why, yeah. I think that's why LeBron doesn't like the play-in games because yeah. he probably doesn't like it that they participate in them. Yeah. Right. No. And Port- nope. Portland is the bottom team in the play-in right now at 24 and 34. So again, that's a battle for 10th place. Those. Uh, teams like uh, Minnesota and the two LA teams are probably going to get in to the play-in anyway, and then you need to find out from these guys. Twenty-four and thirty-four for Portland, New Orleans twenty-three and four thirty-four, San Antonio twenty-two and thirty-six, and then Sacramento twenty-two and thirty-seven. They're still in it, as bad as they are. Oklahoma City uh, sixteen and thirty-nine, and Houston fifteen and forty-one. So that's the uh, that's the standings, and then we can start running down some of the trades. Uh, we have um, in the NBA, we had Portland and San Antonio and Utah had, had a three-way trade. And uh, Joe uh, Engels was the biggest player from to go from Portland to Utah. Other than that, it was... Uh, go from Utah to, to Portland. Utah to po- you Portland. Know, Portland. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, a lot of draft choices. And now the big trade that everybody was talking about, Brooklyn traded uh, James Harden and uh, Paul Millsap. And I don't know if he's injured or what but I haven't seen him around for a while. Uh, he's I, think injured. He, I think he is injured, Jess. Yeah, and he's a good player when he plays, so they, you know, they might get something in the long run. To Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, as we talked about, uh, Andre Drummond, and both those guys played last night, and two first-round picks. Yep. yep. And then, then the Celtics uh, traded uh, Dennis Schroeder to Houston for Daniel Tice, who's coming back. He was uh, here last in a couple of years before that. And then they traded uh, Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford, as we talked about before the show, to San Antonio for Derek White and, and a, a protected draft choice. But the Celtics won't be in the lottery anyway, so they'll get the choice. The thing right. is that um, Derek White, they're very happy to have him. He's a good friend of Jason Tatum's and uh, Brown's and so forth. And he played with those guys in the international teams, and he was coached by um, uh, Hime Udoka. Udoka. You know, so they're very happy to have him. I was a little worried and losing the veteran presences with uh, Schroeder. And you could count on Schroeder and Richardson. They were pretty good. But, uh, you know, they oh. seem very happy with White. And he's come right in and, and stepped in. And uh, they've continued their winning and, streak. So we'll see what happens. And it's the way with the Spurs, like I said, the Spurs, they want draft picks. And they were guard heavy because you had Derek White in there with Jante Murray, uh, both, both, both basically point guards. You know, yeah, both basically guards, and so it opened up for some other guys that they're developing, and you know they got two guys that were lottery picks, Langford and Josh Richardson, and then they get Celtics first round draft pick this year. So 
for them, it's pretty good. The Spurs, what they're doing, they're they're still playing, possibly a chance at the playoff because if they get some of these young guys in that they weren't able to get in because they had guys like Thaddeus Young in and they had uh, oh, you know, with Derek White, they're able to open up a little more. But they're also planning for the future because the, up since 2005 they've done five. Uh, trade, you know, trade deadline trades. They've done more than they've done in any other year this year. So, I mean, they were a seller, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, and I'm glad that, you know, the Celtics have, has got their eight in a row, and they're, they're playing well. So, the re- record streak, uh, oh, Luka Doncic got 51 the other night. We always, Robert likes to hear the 50-point uh, people. Well, I like to acknowledge them because yes, right. 50 doesn't and happen that, was, that often. That was yeah. his career high. And Brooklyn lost, before their win last night, lost 11 in a row. And the record streak for a team who's been at one point, 10 points above 500 when their streak started. And the only teams to have ever done it, it was 79-80 uh, Portland lost 10 in a row. And the 82-83 Seattle team lost 8 in a row. So uh, they're in rare company with having lost their 11 from being that far above 500 when they did it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and then, you know, this... This uh, going back to this Brooklyn Philadelphia trade here, you know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's going to help Philadelphia." I mean, instantly maybe because James Harden, if he play, you know, I mean he had say what you will, he's always wanting to be traded, but he had yeah. some legitimate complaints this time with you know Kevin Durant hurt. Uh, they don't know, you know Kyrie can only do road games, a you know, different team. But I think long term Brooklyn now Ben Simmons does not have to be that number one guy or the number two guy. And then you got Seth Curry, not as good as his brother, but, I mean, you know, Seth yeah, Curry's good. a decent player. He's he a decent player. And then, then some other sellers that I look at. Of course, Indiana, we said they're a selling, selling team. Uh, Sacramento sold to get players. Uh, Portland, they did some selling. They picked up a few. It's either to build around Damian Lillard or – to if he leaves, then hey, they know, hey, we got to go for the future because we lost Lillard. But Lillard <clears> is looking, he likes Portland. He likes Portland because remember, who was it? Anthony Davis tried to get him to go to the Lakers. He said, well, "I'll play with you if you come to Portland." Or I think it was yeah. Anthony Davis. All right. Yeah. Okay. So LeBron passed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for combined scoring. Uh, for playoffs and regular season. Now, of course, we know that uh, LeBron's played more playoff games than Kareem because they always were more playoff games nowadays. But uh, LeBron had 36,519 in the regular season and 7631 uh, in playoff. And then he's the all-time playoff leader. And uh, so a total of 44,150. And Kareem's was uh, the total is 44,149. And we know that Kareem still leads in regular season. That's where you get the uh, scoring all-time scoring his regular season but it's just interesting that he passed him and of course he's on his way i think he's got a i think when, when david gave us those figures he's about 2000 behind him so yeah well the the, the speculation is if lebron plays next year at the end of next season he would pass kareem and yeah and that's about right yeah. okay any more nba notes no nope. nope all right so it's time for the nhl put on your skates okay the atlantic division we have Florida at 69, Tampa Bay 68, Toronto 65, the Bruins 57. We have uh, Detroit at 50, Ottawa 38, and uh, Buffalo 38, and Montreal at 23. And we'll be doing news and notes on the NHL about Montreal and some other teams who made some coaching changes. 
In the Metropolitan Division, we have Pittsburgh leading at 68. And then we have uh, Carolina with 67, the Rangers 64, Washington 61. Then we draw, then we drop off the cliff to Columbus at 47, uh, New Jersey 40, uh, the Islanders, uh, wait, I'm sorry, the Islanders 40, New Jersey 39, and Philadelphia 38. In the Central, Colorado with the bigger, biggest lead at 72, uh, Minnesota 63, Nashville 60, uh, the Blues are 59. We have Dallas at 52, Winnipeg 48, Chicago 43, Arizona 28, and the Pacific again. Vegas is at 59, leading out the division. The Bruins are fourth in their division at 57. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. just kind of crazy. They're beating each other up. Vegas yep. 59, Calgary 58, LA 55, Anaheim 55, and then, but these teams just outside the playoffs. Those would be your, you know, well, not necessarily playoff teams because you have to be the top two wild cards, and they'd have to. I'd have to look at the central. I'm going to start doing that a little bit more when we get, you know, into next week and stuff. The Super Bowl is over and right. all that. Edmonton 53, Vancouver 50, San Jose 48, and then you drop to Seattle at 36. Right. So uh, Dominic Ducharme was fired by Montreal, and Martin Saint Louis replaced him, and. Uh, and I guess he's he hasn't has he coached before in the league? No, uh, Robert? no, no okay. never. He, he of course was a big superstar. He played with uh, Calgary, Tampa Bay, won the Stanley Cup there in '04, and the Rangers. And uh, so he's one of the best players to be a coach. But you know whether that translates, don't really know. And uh, you know, and I guess now he's an interim coach. Is, is that what you found out? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Craig Berube, Berube uh got a three-year contract. Uh, St. Uh, extension with St. Louis. Yep. yep. And uh, the big news around here, hockey-wise, was Tuka Rask retiring. And uh, it was kind of weird. Uh, Don Sweeney was on with the radio guys at the end of the first period last week on Tuesday and talking about the three-goalie rotation. And during the Celtics game, I was listening, and Sean Grandy saw on his tweet feed, Twitter thing, that uh, Tuka, it was Fudo Shinzawa, was uh, of the athletic and formerly of the globe was reporting that he was going to retire, which he did a couple of days later. So did you hear any more about it, Rick? No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that was yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's all right. I mean, I'm not thrilled with Omar, uh, but I like Swayman. I think Swayman's going to play again tonight. He played the shutout yeah, Ottawa is. on Saturday. So I think he needs to, we'll see if he can maybe establish as the number one goalie. Although they're going to be in, uh, they might play uh, Omar on Thursday against the Islanders, but uh, but the biggest problem with the Bruins right now is that they don't have uh, now Bergeron. When does he do back, Rick? Do you know? Well, he's, he's practicing, and they they say it looks like he's probably going to be back somewhere on this road trip. Okay, but we had Brad Marchand who has done it again. He's been suspended for six games. I know he's trying to appeal it, but uh, by the time they decide these, about the appeal, you know, whatever, he's already missed like two games. Any, uh, yeah. yeah, two games. Two. But I mean three. He yeah he piled into the Pittsburgh goalie at the end of the game and hit him with a stick and punched him and all this other stuff and yeah Rick why don't you tell that story it's kind of a funny story really it's ridiculous well just from what I hear he was it started at the uh, end of the second period when the Pittsburgh goaltender was looking to give a, a puck to a fan in the in the stands there was a Penguins fan and Marshawn didn't like that and he tried to stop him from doing it. And then at the end of the game, Marshawn's banging, you know, the scrum in front of the net, and Marshawn's banging with some other players there, and they, they blew the whistle. And then you could see that the goaltender said something to Marshawn, and he ended up punching him. And then in a few minutes later, he had his stick up in his mask. And from what I'm hearing, 
what he said to him, well, I didn't think it was that terrible, said, the reason that you're not in the All-Star game is nobody likes you. <laughs> and and Marshawn is, is, you know, he, I thought he was getting better, but this is a second incident this year, and it's just, you know, like I said before, that he's a player that if he's on your team, you love him, but, but he really is kind of a punk. And he's yeah. got a terrible history of suspensions, and yeah. uh, I couldn't believe how many millions of dollars I read. I read the article in the Globe the next day, and I'm like, my God, why would you give away so much money? You know? It's yeah. Like, well, he's got anger management. That's what he needs, anger yeah. management, you know? And you hope that somebody outgrows this. We've seen with the Celtics, I was talking to Rick, Marcus Smart, you know, knock on wood, could, you know, come a cropper tonight. But generally, the last two or three years, he's had less of this confrontational stuff with referees and with other players and stuff. And, you know, you get to be 25, 26 or something, you maybe learn a little bit. And he seems to be in the right track. track. Marshawn's, I think, too old to learn. And, you know, he's been around too long for that. That's right. So Dave Tippett was fired by Edmonton and replaced by Jay uh, Woodcroft. Yep, and, and he, uh, Woodcroft is a former Sharks assistant, so, um, you know, I'm glad to see him get his first NHL coaching job. Sorry it's in my division, but, you know, he's a good guy, so hopefully he gets a decent chance there. We had a, yeah, we had a trade of Tyler's as Tyler uh, uh, Toffoli was traded from Montreal to Calgary for Tyler Pick, Pickwick, I guess. Pickwick, it is, right? yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a minor leaguer and some draft choices. Draft choices, yeah. Um, and also, uh, with the Tavoli trade, uh, he he had just signed a contract last year, a uh, contract extension. So he's going to be with Calgary for the next few years. So this is not a rental player like you normally see before the trading deadline, they're going to actually have him for the next few years. So, And when is the trading deadline again, Robert? March 21st. March 21st. Okay. Yep. So that's so, not yep. too far away. Okay. So, no, so far, nobody far will care. But nobody will care about the trades because that will be right in the middle of March. <laughs> yeah, well, right actually, uh, 21st would be Monday. So that's Monday, not a bad yeah. day for us. Well, That'll work. The Canadians will, the Canadians will be the interested. Canadians will care. Rick, go ahead, though. Rick had one yeah. more. Yeah, well, Rick one more thing. One. I guess I guess the Arizona Coyotes are going to take their twenty-eight points in the next three years. They're going to be playing at Arizona State University, which is yeah, five thousand seats. Like five thousand seats. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. I didn't even know Arizona State had a hockey team. Oh, yes, they do. No, they're going to play. No, Arizona State doesn't have a hockey. They're going to play. Yes, they do. Oh, Oh, they're playing at the hockey arena? I thought they were going to play at the basketball arena. They well, know, they can't. They need ice. Ho- they're building a <laughs> hockey arena. For, uh, uh, we'll, had, but, yeah. we'll, we'll start a hockey one-on-one for you, Sean. At one point, but there's, uh, there's ice no, no, stuff they, they need. Is ice, and they can put ice in there. They do it in all the others that have basketball and hockey. Yeah, well, I know. It, it, you know, whether you, you don't, if you don't think nobody's really going to play hockey, I mean, I don't think uh, Rupp Arena has, you know, ice uh, uh, pipes in it. You know, you have to put yeah. them in and it's a, yeah. a major yeah. project. So, but no, know. apparently, I didn't know Arizona State had a hockey team, too, but apparently they've been doing quite well. They've, they've been playing the last few years. They were in the NCAA tournament, I think, a year or two ago for really? hockey. So, yeah. So I wonder if they're uh, Division One though. I, I I don't remember them. In yeah, the, uh, it would be Division One. There's, they there's would only be, a Division yeah. One in hockey. Yeah. Only yeah, I guess there is. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. So, yeah, apparently two and three schools that play. Uh, uh, apparently one. these apparently the um, administration is building this arena for them, and and because the Coyotes arena situation is such a mess, for the next three years. After this season, the Coyotes are going to play there. And- I don't know why you know they paid those bills. I mean, I don't understand. Maybe now it's the rent and he's mad. He's paying it because he's only getting five thousand fans anyway. And they don't, they don't want them there. Anyway. Remember, they don't. 
they don't, they don't want, want they don't want yeah they don't they don't want that team uh, are they I playing in the arena where the suns play or where are they playing well they're playing no. in a in an arena in uh, uh, glendale, glendale. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they used to play in the Suns Arena, but the Phoenix Suns don't want them back. Right. Um, so, um, no, you know the NHL. If they were smart, they would actually move this. To, they would move this team somewhere that, that actually wants them, because yeah. the people in Arizona have made it clear they don't well, want. Well, one of the things Sean has always said that, that Houston has supported minor league hockey very well. Yeah. Put them in Houston. Yeah, I know. Tillman Fertitta. Tillman Fertitta owns the Rockets. He's big time. You know. And yeah. you supported university. He would love to buy the Coyotes and move them to Houston. You also got the Sprint Center in Kansas City, yeah. which is open. And, and they got a brand. Was, they got a brand new and uh, they got a brand new arena in Quebec City that, uh, that uh, yeah. they There's would love to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we will we will company. keep you up to date on what the Coyotes are doing. We <laughs> can speculate yeah. all day. And, yeah. yeah, we're not going to do this all next. Yeah. And we, yeah. we, we we can. If you want to hear about the Coyotes or anything else throughout the week, <laughs> Sean's gonna Sean's Sean is gonna put this discussion on ice. That's right. <laughs> See you later. Let's go. If let's you want to hear, if you yeah. want to hear about them or anything else, remember you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. You know, you can also do that with All Things Radio. Type in All Things Radio or for Coffee Club, do Wednesday Coffee. Or you can tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or the Sports Lounge Live podcast from TuneIn. Do the same thing with All Things Radio if you want to hear the Frank Beckman tribute on Thursday. Or Coffee Club do it with Wednesday Coffee. Or you can go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine for Sports Lounge Live. Option eight for All Things Radio. Option seven for the Coffee Club. And next week we're going to come back. We will... Well, we'll be on NBA All-Star Break. We'll have Daytona. We'll have some off-season news. Because remember, the All-Star Break, they did this two years ago, and they're doing it this year because last year, the pandemic, they're on a one-week All-Star Break. So 